We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome. We're back. Aaron and out. Myself. My Man. boy. Hey. Wait a y'all, y'all worked without me last week. He's here today on Football Sports Network. Don't forget that. He's here today, but if you guys could see where we're at, I believe they filming Eyes Wide Shut Part 2. When we leave, though. When we leave. Oh, we, never, we partake in none what of is that. that. I never heard of that before. Go Google it then. Google it. Find out. Google that. Okay. Am I that old? You don't even know what well, that you is? You got some new fresh gray hairs in there, man. It's been a minute since we didn't worked. Really? Right fresh, here? new gray hairs. Now, but you know what's crazy, though? I don't really have none on my face yet. I got. got the, I, I am seeing them in my hair a little bit. You got bit. the Chester the Molester shave. A little bit, a little, little bit. Listen, <laughs> yesterday, opening week, technically opening weekend in the NFL, nothing but good games. I thought... Yesterday's games were probably the best week one slate of games that we've had in a while. Just the ebb and flow. Teams we expect to play well didn't play well. Guys we expect to play well didn't play well. We got a lot to get into. We got Mr. Lights out himself joining us later on. For y'all that don't know him, Sean Merriman. Sign him up or don't sign him up. What is he talking about? That will make sense later. (laughs) Um, What was the biggest surprise for you yesterday? Oh, man, uh, I, I mean, I expected Dallas to look bad, you know. No, you line. didn't. Yeah, no, you, yeah, no, you lying. You lying. Oh, you did issue. I took the under. I was screaming under all week. Said the two bad O-lines, you know, Tom has some time away. With, with the way that preseason is You set, took the under. Half the people like, what, what's the under? Under 51 <laughs> and a half points. For y'all don't know, and you guys will learn this as we progress with this. Expert gambler, <laughs> follow his advice. No such thing as expert gambler. <laughs> I expected the Cowboys to look like that, but I'm gonna say I didn't expect the Bengals to come out sluggish. We're gonna get in on, we're gonna talk Dallas Cowboys, we're gonna talk Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, obviously the Bengals and the Steelers. Belichick now, he ain't looking too good without Brady on his side. Lamar Jackson, balling out, no contract. Um, playing with something, he playing. Best young quarterback. He, he's playing well. Let, let's just get straight into it. The Cowboys stink. They get their ass whooped pretty much. They can't move the ball. Dak Prescott at one point in the third quarter, I believe he was, he had thrown for like 57 yards in the third quarter. 
C.D. Lamb had had a good game. Receivers couldn't get open. They couldn't protect. They were running the ball fairly effective, I thought. Dak Prescott gets hurt. You look at their next five games. They play the Bengals. They Lost. play the Giants. They Lost. play Commanders. They Lost. play the Rams. They play the Eagles. Lost. To me, there's only one game that I say, ah, maybe. Who? The Giants. And that's, ah, maybe. I don't maybe. think so, though. So the Cowboys go on six. So technically... Their season's over. It's a wrap. Oh, so you agree with that? Because you wrap. are a cowboy. It's a wrap. You know, they didn't do enough in the offseason. Like, they didn't do enough at all. Um, they went in content. They have a really fairly young, good defense. But to let go of a receiver like Amari Cooper, just to... You liked him? Yes. Okay, I did I mean, I well. think that Dak's ascension, you know, if you go back a few years when they didn't have Amari, Dak was struggling a little bit. Then it gave him, like, a security blanket. And then to just... Turn over the keys to CeeDee Lamb. He hasn't even ever really shown he's a number one. You're a receiver. You know what it's like when you're kind of that unknown and you're moving around and you're going in the slot and you got that big dog on the outside. But I will say this. Every receiver, CeeDee Lamb, whoever it is, I guarantee CeeDee Lamb was like, ha, they don't think I can do it. I'm going to do this, no problem. Guarantee he thought, I'm going to be able to get open like I've always had. But this is the difference. When you have other guys that can really play, yeah. they're going to kill on those guys as well. Now, all the team, when you're in a slot, it's no more go find an open spot in the zone. Uh -uh. It's somebody always well, on you. I think a lot of young receivers, and you know, you mastered this slot, you don't realize when you go in the slot, it's really three on two at all times. All if times. If it's any type of zone coverage, it's three on two. So I think that people get, nobody really plays man free anymore. And, you know, everybody, and when they do, they play some type of, man zone match and they're dropping under routes and passing things off. But now, when you go in there, it's three on two at all times. Did the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, did they really mismanage this season? Because it, it, it's crazy that it's week one and we're already saying uh, man, their season's over. Honestly, absolutely. Where'd they go wrong? They didn't draft a quarterback. You have to have- Draft a who? A quarterback. Because you, in today's NFL, you need to have a solid backup. Do you draft one or do you bring in a veteran free agent that can, if Dak misses games, can keep you competitive? I mean, they did that. They had a, I think it was a few years ago, they had Andy Dalton. Remember when they were going through mm -hmm. the little contract things. But, I mean, when you pay a quarterback $40 million, you don't really have $6 million to go. You're not going to put $46 million in the quarterbacks. So $6 million is the going rate for a good backup right now, right? What's we'll that? Like six, mm -hmm. like guys like Chase they can Daniels. afford it. I mean, yeah, they can afford it, but they're going to have to take money from somewhere else. You know why they can afford it? They don't have a receiver that's making a ton of money. Outside of Demarcus Lawrence, who on that defense is making a ton of money? So they, they can afford they it because their best players on defense are still under rookie contracts. But their running back is making a shit ton of money, $16 million a year. Two offensive linemen are top offensive linemen. They franchise tagged a tight end. Like, they're, yeah. they're, you know, and I think they just mismanaged. You always draft a young quarterback. So who's the new coach? Because McCarthy, he gone. Ooh, I don't know. Who's the new know. coach? He gone. I don't know. They got a... They got Sean Payton? I don't know, man. Sean Payton requires a lot of control, you know, and the Joneses... They gonna give it to him. The Joneses like their control. You know, that's, that's, that's their team, you know? It's unfortunate because Mike McCarthy, he's gone. And it's, it's week one, and he knows it, How too. about this, though? Kellen Moore has an opportunity to go to Boise to be, be the, the head, head coach. coach. Turns it down to be OC. Now he's toast too. He's gonna be toast if uh, <laughs> Sean Payton take the job. So Cowboys, we sorry. Uh, 
Yeah. The Cowboys were my favorite team growing up. I don't really have a favorite team now. I probably root for the Bengals more than I root for anybody else. And the Rams. We gonna talk about I, them. I do like I do like the Rams. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Last year, Green Bay got their ass whooped. First game, got crushed. Yeah. Destroyed. Yes. They didn't get destroyed yesterday, but they lost pretty bad. I first play of the game. You, did you see the first play of the game? I did not. For those that didn't, the, the Packers first play. They bombed Christian Watson, the receiver they drafted in the first round. And I'll say this until the end of time, I thought they should have drafted George Pickens, but they didn't. What do I know? Second round. Who? George Pickens? No, they drafted Watson, second round. No. Early second round. 33rd pick. What? No, 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 no. Who was their first round pick? Because they had late first round pick. They didn't have the one. I don't think they had one this year. Well, whether I'm right or I'm wrong, he He's was the, their first. We're going to get back to starting this. He was their first pick. Oh, oh. You owe me money, too. J.C. Yeah. Jackson is not six feet tall. No, no, no. You said he was 5'9". I said he's at least 5'11". No. Okay, so Christian Watson was a second-round pick, but I thought they should have drafted George Pickens because George Pickens was still available. Absolutely. Pretty throw. You got to go watch it. Pretty throw. Drops it. Probably would have gone 75. Drops it. He dropped. I mean, it went. I mean, the DB, he probably had three yards of separation. He drops the ball. That's an indication on how the day's going to go. The Packers don't have a good day, and that's okay. I'm going to tell you what bothered me. It's not so much him dropping that ball. We're we going to drop balls. It is what it is. Aaron Rodgers was probably frustrated. That's okay. You have one of the best DBs in the league in Jair Alexander. And Justin Jefferson have over 150 yards at halftime. So You I mean, man him up and say, take him out the game. That's why we played you. Like, we paid you to keep guys like Justin Jefferson from going off. What, what's going on? Aaron Rod, number one, it ain't looking good, and I didn't think it would, and I said this. But he's a traditional slow starter, so, like, let's just put, let's just paint this picture. Is that an excuse or? No, 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 no. They, the way that they switched offseason, Aaron Rodgers does no offseason now. He, he has delegated himself or he doesn't do offseason anymore. Okay, let me stop you. With a new receiving core, you don't think you need to do offseason? I mean, season? I think that you should, but it's Aaron Rodgers is clearly running the Aaron Rodgers show in Green Bay. You know, it's that's they're traditionally Brett Favre was running the Brett Favre show. They're, he he grew up behind Brett Favre and he watched Brett Favre retire and unretire, retire and unretire, and never show up for offseason. So now he's taking on the same type of approach. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't do an offseason. He does very minimal like minicamp. And then he doesn't play at all in the preseason. And then these rookies are getting acclimated to the NFL. So the first time they actually do anything full speed and live, and you know, we played in this league for a long time. And Sean will be able to tell you when he comes on. There's preseason speed, there's <laughs> regular season speed, and there's playoff speed. Like, they, that, them boys was eyes wide open. So you're not worried, you're not concerned about Green I mean, Bay. I just don't think if they had Devontae still that they would have been able to do anything either. I think they had, like, plateau. Like, That's you know. disrespectful. They, they had, Devontae's playing, it's a more competitive game. A, compet a loss is a loss when they woke I mean, up. You, you don't know, though. You re Devontae, I, just don't, I just don't think that with Devontae. So you're not that, concerned with Green Bay? I, they, I mean, they're whatever. They'll be, uh, they have the quarterback. But, I mean, I think that paying Devontae. Will they win that division? I don't think so. Paying Devontae Adams what the Raiders paid him, that would have definitely put the Packers in a worse situation. You can't pay. So you over here really thinking you a real GM. It's not about that though, but when you pay 
a mean, quarterback. You talk the Cowboys, they can't pay a when quarterback you pay six a, million, bro, and now they can't pay listen, Devontae. Like, you when can you pay, pay him if you want to. When you pay a quarterback $50 million, and then you turn around and you pay a receiver $20 million, and you're paying a left tackle $15 million. It ain't played in. And then you're Lawrence paying the running long. back. And then you're paying the running back. That's why you built these teams through the draft. I'm you, concerned. Do, you look at the Rams and you watch out the way the Rams stretch all their money out and pay everybody. But what's going to happen to them is what happened to the Cowboys back when I was there. They keep stretching this money out and giving these long contracts with this big upfront money and the big dead money on the back end. Like they just basically robbing Peter to pay Paul. So eventually they're just going to say that the money is from TV is going to keep going up and the salary cap is going to keep going up. But the teams that are, you look at the teams that are in a great situation, they're just teams that have the homegrown talent. Now, of course, you're going to get the Tampas when you get a Tom Brady. You, when you, anytime you get a Tom Brady and you add them there, you got action. But if you look at the Chiefs, the Chiefs really weren't built on signing people and just paying everybody. Like those, those guys were all draft picks. Would you agree with that? Yes. Minus them bringing in Juju this year, the core of their team, the Chiefs, yeah. were all draft picks. But you swap, you know what I'm saying? You swap basically Tyreek for Juju, you know what I'm saying? You really would have liked to keep Tyreek, but they had to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And even if you look over at the Eagles, like, you know, they went out and got Bradbury and they went out and got uh, Brown, the receiver. But the core of their team is mostly draft picks. And, yeah. you know, I hate the Eagles. And, you know, the teams that draft well, let's go look at the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals, they made some splashes in free agency, but the core of their team is draft picks. Like, draft picks are a premium now. And I, mean, I don't know about that because if they're such a premium, let's just go to this game. The Raiders, the Chargers. Draft picks are at a premium. Who did the Raiders get when they traded uh, Khalil Mack? What, what, what draft picks? They got a lot of draft Listen, picks. But wait, 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 who is those Hold guys? On. But hear who me though. Premium draft but picks. But hear me though. The Raiders have been wait, wait, through. Wait, wait. Can, do you recall those premium draft picks? Uh, what is it? Cleveland Farrell. Okay, that's one of the um, premium. Uh, Give me another one. M Mullins. M Crosby also came from that trade. Yes, he did. It's Farrell. It's Josh Jacobs. It's uh, Jonathan Abram. Those were the three first-round picks. But hear me out, though. The Raiders are a bullshit organization. I wouldn't say a bullshit organization. I would say that they've been through some different hey, I'm GMs. Gonna, I'm going to say this, though. You know what's crazy is perception isn't always reality. Because my last year I played for the Raiders, and you hear, all oh, the Raiders is this and the Raiders are that. I'm going to be honest. It was way better than I thought it was going to be because they, it's like this. It wasn't like that. They've had, like, five GMs in the last, like, or three gyms it, like the last five years. It, all Something I know like that. is everybody is old. Or it wasn't the Raiders fucking the way stink, I thought right? it would be. The Raiders stink. The Raiders are gonna have a good year this year. They they, they stumbled against the Chargers, but the Chargers, Derek Carr played probably as bad as you can play, and they were still in the game. Sean ain't gonna like that. You know, he don't like the Raiders, but it was a good game. But you going against Herbert? Who, they the worst team in that division. No, they're not. Who is? I don't know, but I'm not going to, I mean, <laughs> now let me, I will say, I'll say I, I will say this. This is what I said. Going into the season, I had the Chargers one, the Raiders two, the Chiefs three, the Broncos four. That's how I had it going into the season. You don't even drink, but you up here talking like you drunk. Nah. You are. But when you, when you talk that division. The Chiefs ain't lost that division in seven years. They're going to lose it this year to the Chargers. They, the Chargers do this. They say the same thing every year. The Char Even when I was with the Chiefs. Oh, the Chargers are going to be our toughest game. 
They, the, the Chiefs will probably split with the Chargers, and the Chargers will do some goofy shit again and go for it on like 10 fourth downs. And, I believe and, the Chargers are going to win that division. Let me get to this. Bill Belichick, without Tom Brady, is he's not very good. He's Bill, and you're like, what's his last name? The Patriots struggled to put up points. And then Bill Belichick, he's like, well, it was just two plays. It was fourth down. You know, they make a good throw to Waddle. He makes a nice play. He scores a touchdown. The Patriots can't seem to get it together without Brady. Their talent level is low right now, though. Their talent level has always been low. Asante Samuels? I'm talking talking offensively. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Sean Merriman, come on and join us, brother. My dog. We got a studio audience and everything. We got a studio audience in this thing. What's happening, man? Appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. You know what? We ain't even going to talk football right now. We ain't going to talk football. Let's talk about what you got going on. Tell us. Tell us what you got going on. Tell everybody about (laughs) Sean Merriman. Anybody that don't know Sean, he's a huge fight fan, more MMA. Um, it's a fight this weekend between Le'Veon Bell, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. I'm sure you watched it. Yeah. What were your takes? You, you know what's funny? Um, so me and Le'Veon was talking before. This was like a year ago. Okay. And he was coming. No, no. So, lights out. Lights out. Extreme fighting. Y'all look it up. That's his company. Yeah. Lights it's out. Here extreme on football. Fighting. Football Sports Network. Um, and so Le'Veon hit me up about a year ago and said that he, w- he wanted to fight. And I, and I didn't know if he wanted to fight boxing or MMA. And, and mind you, I think that every former athlete should take a fight. Like, it's as crazy as that sounds. Like, I think that every former athlete should take some When you taking of- yours? I, ain't, I don't, listen, you don't play with boxing. You don't Have play you with boxing. Have you ever sparred before? Uh, no. I, I done been in the ring but, before. But I, I think the most. So when he reached out to me, uh, initially he wanted to go and fight Jake Paul. Right? You and told so. Him, you told him to pump his brakes. Yeah, and I, and I told him, I said, hey, listen, you know, Jake is is on top right now. He looks good because I was going to see Jake Paul when he was training up at uh, Shane Mosley. So I, for a week, I went to go stay at Shane, just about two and a half years ago. He was just starting out and I was staying at Shane Mosley's house in Big Bear for the whole week. Mm-hmm. And I was training with him and I said, man, Jake Paul is going to be good. This is two and a half years ago. So when Le'Veon reached out and said he wanted to fight Jake Paul, I hit up Jake in this camp. I said, can we, can we make that happen? And it's probably about six or seven months ago. So we were all going to fly down there to Puerto Rico and I'm saying, I'll get on the plane. We, I'm gonna make this shit happen because if he re, if he really wants to do this, we you know that's what I do. I mean, this is I put fights together. So I hit up uh, BJ, who was Jake Paul's trainer, mm-hmm. and Jake and those guys were like, yeah, shit, bring him down. I said, okay, well, and at that time they announced a fight with with uh, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. And I was talking to Adrian Peterson, so I was I hit up Adrian Peterson too when I found that he was gonna be fighting, and I knew at this point Le'Veon had already been training. See, we the problem with us is that our mentality is telling us we can whoop everybody's ass because we, you know, you see, I see 350-pound linemen. You see, you know, linebackers and all that. You know, yeah, we, we've linemen. seen it. But when you get into a sport... That you, shape you got to be that in? That shape you got to be in. Then these, a lot of these guys are more experienced than we are. So we're stronger, bigger, faster, more explosive, but these guys have been doing it for longer. So you got you to gotta watch that. So I wasn't necessarily surprised to see him beat Adrian Peterson like that. Shit, I was. I didn't think that Le'Veon had, had worked at it. Man, like, Le'Veon. He's been doing boxing, though, for some years. Le'Veon can go. Le'Veon can go. The problem is that when you're going against these boxers, they've been training for a decade. Yeah. 
And so with us, we can get in there, we'll look good, but when you go against a skilled boxer, you're going to have problems. It's that's, not that's, even, you're going to tire out, That's too. my thing with Jake Paul. Like, I don't think Jake Paul, by any stretch, is a, is a bad boxer. Right. But when you try to put him up against somebody, like, I mean, I like what he's doing. You know, he's not on an amateur level, but he ain't on an elite boxing hey, level. Hey, Jake Paul right now is the biggest talk in boxing. You can put him up there with Canelo, Triple G, you know, Floyd is gone. But outside of that, Jake Paul right now is the biggest name. So if you want to make money, you got to go fight Jake so Paul. So if you want to make money fighting Jake Paul. Outside of Canelo. Outside of Canelo. But if you Jake Paul, why would you go? See, a lot of people want to go fight these other boxers. And I say, why would you go and do that? Because you're making so much money fighting guys with a bigger name. Do you think Jake Paul ever fights a real boxer? Yeah, I think he's going to finish off with Conor. And I think he's going to make $100 million that fight. But why Conor, though? Like, why not go fight... Because the same, the same reason that Floyd fought Conor, everybody knew that, that Floyd was going to kill him. Everybody knew that. Yeah. You want to see it. You want to see it. And, and, and people get it confused about professional sports, professional boxing, and what somebody's going to pay to see. Entertainment. If, if you gonna, exactly. If you're going to pay to see it, then that's all that matters. I pay for it. I, didn't, I couldn't make it, so, so I paid. So you, if you, if you uh, Jake Paul, you're not trying to get a, a, a Baval fight? You're not trying to get a... Nope. Nope, I'll fight, I'll fight a couple more athletes, a couple more you celebrities. Fight. Them dudes have been fighting their whole life. Jake Paul, he loses to one of those guys, the money he's making is going to drop. It's, it drops. And so, right. you said earlier, you think every athlete uh, should have a fight. When you having yours, I'm there. I, you know what, man? I, um, so I was going to do a, the bare knuckle boxing fight like a couple years ago. And as, as crazy as it sounded to people, I'm like, I've been in a lot of free bare knuckle fights in my sure. life. You know, and so... The league actually ended up caved, it caved and they didn't pay a lot of guys, so it didn't happen. But for me being on this side of things now, the longevity and what I'm building is, is bigger. Because you, like you said, you can't go and do this part-time. You get in there, and, and that's the same thing with Adrian Peterson, why I th think that he lost. Adrian Peterson is one of the most physical specimen athletes we've ever come across. I remember, they, they broke the record against us. He, he ran for almost 300 bills yeah. when we played against him in 07. I've never seen, still to this day, anybody like that before in my life. But when you get in that ring, it's totally different. Le'Veon has actually been in the lab. He was, he was, he's actually been there. But it's break, break it down to him about, like, a lot of people think because Le'Veon, I mean, not Le'Veon, Adrian is big and physical specimen. When you really look at boxers, they have totally different body types. The one, let me, your muscles need oxygen when you're they're, really they're muscular. They're so lean. Right. Like, and now that I know you got the lights out extreme and I'm out there in Vegas too, I'm going to have to just come train and, and yeah, just, you I know, mean, get you the know, workout. Yeah, I still here. train. I still, you know, I train every day. Yeah, I still train every day. And then sometimes, sometimes on Fridays, they got open mass bar, and I'll go in there and go three or four rounds with a couple guys. Nah, but, I ain't trying to do all of that. <laughs> but, yeah, so you nah. I just want to train without Yeah, I just want to work out, man. Right, Maybe right. Meet, no, have a friend out there, you work. I think it all, all form athletes should pick up some kind of jujitsu, some kind of Muay Thai, something. Because when we get done, man, like, you're not competing at that level anymore, so they help you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your Chargers, they look real good. I mean, the Raiders played a good game. It was a competitive game. And for y'all that don't know, Sean, his trajectory when he first came to the league, he was on his way to being an all-time great, to be honest with you. At least. But people don't really know this. Three times all-pro. He led the league in sacks. They don't, didn't, they don't really know this, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go injuries. up to say that you was drafted right after DeMarcus. Right after DeMarcus, yeah. And, and me being in Dallas, from what I heard, that it was people in that building pounding the table for Sean Merrick. Yeah, so, so what happened with that, so I went down there on my visit. And, and so DeMarcus, I think it was about 20 of us. So the top potential 20 first round draft picks were all down there. And so we were all in the locker room, kind of checking out. I walked in the, lock, in the weight room and I saw Larry Allen. Larry Allen was lifting. He had like 405 on the bench, repping it, right? No problem, just, and he got up and left. I don't even think I seen him warm up. Like Larry Allen was just something else. So I'm, I'm sitting there in my head seeing this for the first time. I'm 20 years old. I'm like, I got to go against this shit. You know, I'm thinking in my head, like, I got to see him. Um, and so I'm downstairs, and then somebody came and got me. Okay, well, I'm thinking that I'm in trouble. I don't know what's going on. They, they want to see me upset. It's Jerry Jones and Bill Parcells want to see you. So in my, in my head, I'm like, oh, shit, what do they want? You know, so I went up there. We sit in the office. Bill Parcells on the left. Jerry Jones is actually sitting up on the desk. And he says, Sean, look, we don't think you're going to be on a, on a draft board by the 11th pick. But if you are, we're going to draft you. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, this is dope because you know, I grew up in PG County, Maryland. So you were either at the time Redskins fans, Commanders fan, or yeah. a Dallas Cowboys fan. That, that was it. Yeah. That's, you know, that was all I had in my family and around me, Dallas Cowboys fans or Redskins fans at the time. So I'm like, half my family is, is happy as hell when I went back and told him. But Bill Parcells, let me tell you, he freaked me out because Bill Parcells told me, he said, well, when you get here, we're going to work the hell out of you. We came with, like, Bill Parcells came at me, you know, saying, we're going we gonna to dog you when you come here. And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't want to come here now. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, Bill Parcells is hard on me. So I went back home and I told everybody that I was going to the Cowboys if I was still on the draft board. Um, so they started talking about drafting me, number, number one, to, to San Fran. They ended up going to Alex, Alex Smith. Yeah. Uh, they brought my name up uh, when the Redskins commanders had a uh, draft pick. I think a ninth or tenth pick. They went with uh, Carlos Rogers at corner. Yeah. Eighth. Oh. Eighth. Eighth, yeah. yeah. From Auburn. Yeah. And yeah. then the 11th pick came up, and the Dallas Cowboys, I'm sitting there, my phone didn't go off, and it's, it's like 30 or 45 seconds left. So I'm looking around. My family has, you know, Dallas Cowboy jerseys, hats, and with my name on the back, custom stuff, and they didn't call. So I said, damn. You know, they didn't. They picked DeMarcus Ware, which, you know, it's not like they messed up in the draft. They picked a, you know, Hall of Fame player. And then Marty Schottenheimer called me and said, hey, are you ready to come out here? And I also took a uh, trip to the Chargers too. 
By the way, I never been to the West Coast at the time. Oh, really? I'm, in my life. So, and people that y'all don't know about this, around that 2006 to 2010, lights ran that San Diego area. Yeah. You couldn't do nothing in San Diego without him. And I yeah. actually, it was crazy to me and it was surreal, you know, just getting to know TJ during the lockout and getting to know him and Antonio Gates yep. and LT and shit. I even like, I think you had Chambers was there. Yeah, I think. Chris Chambers, friend uh, came in from Miami. Sean Phillips SP, and yep. uh, shit, Jammer. Jam. You, you know what's crazy? You walk into the locker room, right? And you know, I was the youngest drafted player at the time ever. And so you walk in there, you see LT, Antonio Gates, Phillip Rivers, Lorenzo Neal. I mean, so I'm, I'm sitting around like, hey, come on, daddy. Come on, daddy. Get, get low, daddy, <laughs> right? And so uh, you, you instantly get intimidated, right? Because potentially at the time- But I was, you was a monster, bro. Yeah. People, people that don't know the game of football, like we know the game of football, they don't know. When you're 20 years old and you walking into that, to that. with grown men- but Did you see that. the way he looks? It's, a, it's yeah. different. But it's, I, was, it's I different. was still young, you know, like I was still young. And so um, I, I held out during camp. So I didn't show up to the f two weeks before the first game. So everybody was pissed off. You know, the older guys were pissed off. Phil and I seen a, in the Union Tribune, they were saying little stuff or whatever. Um, and so they got my ass back by the rookie dinner. So the rookie- How much you spent? 32,000. Man, Damn. Mike Jenkins spent that shit and he wasn't the 11th pick. Yeah, so they, they got me for 32,000. 32,000? I was, I was, I think, I think the only one that got more than I did was, uh, was Dez. How Dez many, the only one that how many guys came? Anybody after the fourth year? When? More than welcome. More than welcome. They See, that's, a, that's, that, that's probably how it should be. You know, you get dudes that's in their second year that just want some payback. No, it was, man, it, it was, should be. We had none of that in Cincinnati. Because you, you lived in a hotel and saved all your money, we know. I'm just, I'm just saying. And then like, at the end of the year, man. you wanted to pay the dude, and he wanted Bengals well, tickets. You know, and he so, gave so we all went to the rookie dinner, and they all ordering, you know, these drinks and wines and stuff like that. So I, when I got the bill, well, before the bill came, I'm sitting there watching Drew Brees drink this wine. I don't know. I'm 20 years old. Yeah. So I don't know what wine and all this so stuff. So you did. They then made Gates, you pay for some shit you couldn't even I had, buy? I had no idea what it was. So Gates, let me tell you how Antonio Gates got me. He said, um, so they had these, they ordered these two bottles, this thing called Louis the Thirteenth. I had no idea what it was. Never heard of it. So I'm sitting there. Here I had go a, now. It's an expensive ass Hennessy. I had a couple sips of it and, and I'm like, oh, this is good. Ordered another bottle and, and, and Gates looked at me like, yeah, you sure? I said, yeah, yeah, man, go ahead. You know, just whatever. At least he asked you. He did. <laughs> so he got three bottles of Louis XIII, and then Drew Brees ordered three bottles of wine. It was like $1,000 a piece. So I'm just sitting there, and they come and get me. They come in, the owner of the, the restaurant come and tap me on the shoulder. He said, hey, won't you, you need to come see us in the back. And I was like, for what? Just bring out the bill so I can pay it and we can leave, right? No, no, you need, you need to come see me. So they took me back there by, in the kitchen. And so I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, all right, give, me the, give me the check. They all, you ever seen one of those uh, things, the receipts roll down to, yeah. the, to the bottom, hit the floor? <laughs> and so I lift, I lift the bill up, and at the bottom it said 32000 and some change. That's just 32000 off the tip. I, I felt, you ever, you know, my knees got weak, and I felt like I was going to pass out because I've never seen that amount before. Don't, I think the only thing that made that situation feel better is LT, at the end of that, he, he, stood, helped you. he stood up on the chair, and he, he was like, how much they want to need me. You know, it was, it was, okay. At the time, it, it made it a little bit better. Made you it, feel better. It, it made me feel now. better. You the next year, yeah. the next year, who was the rookie? He uh, didn't get to go. Had to be four years. Yeah, had to be four years. No. Nah, if I spend 32, I'm going every year. But everybody's high on the L.A. Chargers, but when you play, they were your San Diego Chargers. Are you as high on them as everyone else? Now? Right now. Are they Super Bowl contenders? Yeah. But, you know, and so I say that 
because it's not even about being a homer, right? We seen some of the passes that Justin Herbert did yesterday. He, it was four or five passes in that game that only two people in the NFL is making. Maybe and three. Him, Josh Allen. No, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are the only quarterbacks making those throws that, that Justin Herbert did yesterday. So when you have somebody there, and I played with Phillip my whole career. So when you have somebody there that's a staple, right, and he's better than Phillip physic- in the physicality. When he, when he's, Phillip didn't have an arm. He couldn't move oh. like that. But he had the tenacity and stuff to win. But Justin Herbert has these intangibles that only come around every 10, 20 years. And so when you got somebody like that, so then you start building around them. And now you're starting to bring in pieces like a Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Yes. Right? The worst thing that the Raiders done in the last two decades was let Khalil Mack go in his prime. That was the worst decision that organization made in the last two decades on why they did that. He, he, he went out and made it. He went out, so I went out. I got an opportunity to go out and, um, and coach the outside linebackers uh, a month ago in the training camp. And so it was my first time seeing Khalil Mack. And mind you, he's coming off the foot injury, so he wasn't 100% just yet. So to see what he did yesterday and what everybody, quote, unquote, said he couldn't play anymore, this dude is going to be a phenom for the rest of the season because he got Joey Bosa on the opposite side of him. Who are you going to block? Who are you going to double team? Who are you going to slide with? It's going to be hard, that? man. And it's going to be hard. Once they get back J.C. Jackson. Hey, speak of, speaking of... Guys on the edge. Did you see uh, Leonard Fournette when he hit uh, yeah. Michael Parsons? Co- what what, what your edge him. rusher? It was a chip. Chip. Yeah. It was a chip block. man. He chipped his ass. All right. What's your take on that being an edge rusher? The way Fournette hit him, and it's all this emphasis on let's protect offensive player. Let's make sure. What's your take on that being a defensive player and specifically an edge rusher? Well, you know, first of all, the, the NFL, it, it's, it's an offensive-motivated, driven, driven yeah. league, period, right? Even the, um, what's the, the, the young, the, um, uh, from the Giants, the, the rookie they got, the... Um, Thibodeau. Thibodeau, yeah. He's going he's gonna to be a beast. But that play that they had when they cracked back and off the edge, right? And, yeah. and they're coming and, and, and mm-hmm. cut him off, basically, a cut block. There's no reason for a guy to dive at his knees. Yes, was it illegal? No, but it's, it's no need for that. Also, a chip block, you don't see the guy. Listen. Like, I, you don't see him. No, he's a young, Parsons is super talented. Par- Parsons, if, young. If, they, if, if the Dallas Cowboys can put up points this year, Parsons should win the defensive player of the year if they put up enough points. So you don't, you don't mind that Fournette was able to hit Parsons like that? You, you think no, it's No, no, you know what? Because guess what I'm doing? The next play, I'm looking for Fournette's ass and him. No matter like, what that play but is. But as, you, gonna, became a, gonna, as yeah. you became a smarter rusher, you know protections. Right. You know, and I think Parsons, his athletic ability is off the chart. He just goes 100%. You got to be able to know, okay, where can the blocks come from? But if, in Parsons' defense, if he starts being a smarter rusher in that situation, you kind of give up your advantage, which is exp- the speed, the explosiveness, that twitchiness. But DeMarcus... Where was a smart ass rusher. He was the smartest. He was one of the smartest ever. Once he knew that you was gonna have that chip, he was gonna work something else. Or it's it's two things you do on that in that particular situation. And this is something I learned from my first year to second year. First year, you kind of get on the map. People don't they know you can play. How many sacks you had as a rookie? Uh, ten and a half. And then your second year, you led the league. Yeah. And so, but coming out. What you need to understand, and what what Parsons is finding out now, is these game plans are going to be directed to him. Yeah. So before anything happens, that offensive coordinator is coming out thinking, we're going to block him and stay away from him, and then everybody else is going to have to figure it out. And so now what Parsons is coming out starting the season, 
he's going to have to realize that, okay, what would they do against me and what am I going to do against that? So in that in that particular situation, that chip block, you start to go and attack the chipper right away. Yeah, you have to. You go attack, attack the chipper. And matter of fact, I wouldn't even pass rush in that play. I would act like I'm pass rushing and go hit Fournette right in his chin because you know that it, that's how you alleviate that going forward. Because the first time that you go hit that chipper in his fucking mouth, he thinks, wow, he sees me next. He sees yeah. me. And, they, and it's, they hope you don't see him. And this, the next thing that's coming now is the wide receivers and the tight ends is going down the line of scrimmage and they're going to uh, motion and start crackbacking him. That's yeah. just going to happen because he's such a great player. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Any rusher today reminds you of yourself when you're at that stage in your career, first, second, third year. Uh, Khalil, y'all got the same type of game. Yeah, Khalil. Because people didn't realize how like how much speed to power you had. Yeah, and, and you know the thing is with him, he he's so good in all phases of the game, right? Like he can cover if he needed to. He's he's really good in space. Uh, more importantly, man, he is aggressive against like double teams. Like he still makes. He, a couple of the interceptions that uh, that Derek Carr threw, even though that Khalil Mack didn't sack him, he caused enough havoc in the back. Had him thinking. He had him thinking. Had his he had his feet moving all around the place. And so when you have somebody that disruptive like Khalil Mack is, like you, it's nothing to do with him. And by the way, and I and I credit this to Sean Phillips a lot. You know, people, you know, because SP never really got the credit that he, he was really a good deserved. rusher, man. He was a good rusher, yeah, he and was. he was good enough that if somebody came out and double-teamed me, that he's going to beat somebody one-on-one, and that's all I ever needed. But y'all had Big Jamal in the middle, big man. Jamal, y'all Igor had... Shansky, the big rusher yeah. in there. Now, some guys. brought you on and said, hey, we're going to ask you who would you take, and this, we, be honest, I mean, we know you're a charger. Right. You got the first pick, who you taking? Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes? I'm taking Justin Herbert. I second that. I just feel like I'm Patrick taking Justin. Hold up, hold up, wait. Over Mahomes right now? I'm like, taking over. Y'all, you, y'all, we all, like, you know what's crazy? When we people talk about, nah, it's like when people talk about quarterbacks, it's almost as if Mahomes is like 35 or something. Nah, but like, this Mahomes is how I look at it, young. though. Mahomes does have, do some generational things. Okay, Mahomes now, is like a why? risk taker. Now, so, okay, why? Okay, so I, so I was asked this question about a year ago, and it sounded crazy. Somebody asked me about having Drew Brees or Phillip Rivers, and I said Phillip Rivers. Now, we're not, we're not talking about talent, right? Phillip Rivers at that time when we were playing well with the team, he was the best piece to what we were building. Like we were on defense, we were talking, hitting and smacking. Phillip matched our intensity all the way through. Drew wasn't like that. Now, was Drew a better quarterback possibly than Phillip? Yeah, probably. No, 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 no. But I, I'm no just saying, if you're talking about Super Bowls. Absolutely. And, yeah. But Phillip was just, Phillip was like a leader. That's what I'm saying. Like, That's, that, so Phil. Better for the team. Yeah, Phil was better for the team. And if you look at how the Chargers are built right now, and, and with Keenan and all these guys or whatever, Justin Herbert fits. He fits that mold. And when you get around him, he's like he has this um, this humble like. Y'all know confidence. Mahomes won a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. No, listen, I do. MVP. MVP, right? And I also know that Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl with Andy Reid. Yes. So let's let's talk about the court. That, wait, the, wait, hold up. Okay, let's talk. 
How many years did Andy Reid coach in the league before he got to Patrick Mahomes? A lot, but Andy Reid went to. Wait, 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 wait. How many Super Bowls did he win before that? None. How oh, many? Okay, okay. 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 That's how, all so I want to know. How many? That's how all many, I want to know. How many? He should have. He should have at least won hey, one or two with Donovan, hey, but he, yeah. he didn't. But he went to five straight NFC. He went to five straight NFC championships. I just, I just feel like Patrick. We will see another Patrick Mahomes before we will see another Justin Herbert. I'm and, and see, this is what I don't like is when you compare players, it's almost as if you're putting one down. That's not the case. They're two different type of players. Herbert so. Mahomes, they both are fantastic. Well, all I'm saying is I would be fine with either one. Well, you asked the damn question. No, now you want to let people answer. No, you guys we are both answering. We're going to fire you, you from guys are, I'm going to take over. one guy, and they're both here talent-wise, but – I've won a Super Bowl. I've won an MVP. My coach is really good, but he had never won a Super Bowl without me, and he's had really good quarterbacks and really good teams. But and you, you, you acting like Andy Reid didn't have a great record in Philly. He, I mean, he won what? And how that, many NFC Championship games? Five in a row. Five. But this Four. is my point. He had all of that, and he never won a Super Bowl until he got one Patrick Mahomes. You only won game away in the NFC Championship Did y'all hear what Sean Payton just said the other day? What? I saw that this morning. They asked him about the rumor that the Saints were going to draft Patrick Mahomes the year he comes out. He says it's just so crazy that Drew Brees had never been in the draft room. That year he's there. We're going to draft him. The Chiefs trade up and draft him the pick before us. We draft Marshawn Lattimore. But I thought Patrick Mahomes was the best quarterback I've ever scouted. I mean, I just think that he does I some things. That. I he, just think he gets. He does some things extremely well. But then he, when you look at, and I'm not putting nobody down, mm-hmm. he has these mental lapses where Everybody he Everybody does. Them. We all do. See, I mean. I, yeah, see, we yeah, all do. But like you said, I, I, don't, I don't like the fact that when, you, when you're talking about two great quarterbacks, the other one, you're like kicking the other one to the curb. Yeah, but I don't. Because I, in the same, in the same yeah. breath, you got to put Josh Allen up there with all of them. Yeah. Yes. But, yes. But where do you, like the other day I posted. Joe Burrow as well. Joe Burrow, you got to put him up, even though he, you know, whatever. Yesterday, yesterday. was a, hey, what that's you, that's one hit wonder Look, right now. Who? It's one hit. Who? One hit. Joe. Who? Did you just, this man just went to the Super Bowl after coming off a tour. So now you want to put down Andy Reid for not winning the damn no, Super no, no. Bowl, and you want to give him this credit for going to the Super Bowl. You see how you do it? You want so to eat out of both sides this, of your mouth? This is why I love sports, because I can say whatever, he can say whatever, and fight. you got to go do it. <laughs> In 12 weeks, we're going to play this kit back, and Joe Burrow is going to show you he that dude. He gonna show yeah, you no, that. I don't think Joe Burrow is one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Man, he gonna show. The, the, you don't, the he reason, gonna show you. If, if, it's, the, if that's it's, a fact, wait a minute, wait, I don't care wait, who, wait. That's if a it's, fact. If he it's is. Josh Allen, if it's Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes Justin and Herbert, Justin yeah. Herbert, and then it's a big ass gap. No, no. But you're not gonna sit up here and tell me that you think Joe Burrow better than Aaron Rodgers. Joe, I don't care who. Do anybody no, here no, got no, a drug testing kit? Listen, I don't care who comes out the top five. Joe Burrow in it. I don't Anybody care who come out. A drug no, that's, but, kit. but okay, so so this is the thing. I've when, never when done a talk, drug in my life. When you're talking when you're talking about the top five, the reason why that's hard a hard discussion to have. Subjective. Yeah, it's subjective. You can move any one of these guys around and they can be up there. As long as you don't mess with those top two. Patrick Mahomes and, and Justin Herbert. Anybody after that in that top five. So we're putting Herbert above Josh Allen right now. I am. I am. 
that's always going to be a debate. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's who, so many as good long as you don't mess with those top two, anybody in that top five, and, and Aaron Rodgers, don't mess with him either. And the reason, the reason in, in the top five. Yeah. But I, right now, we're with Aaron Rodgers. We're seeing that not even the decline of his career. He needs somebody else in there. Don't we all? He, look, he, like I'm just saying, he needs somebody as great as he is. They went for so long without giving him help. Yes. And then they got Devontae Adams, and they let that slip out. They don't have anybody right now, they and I don't care. Trouble. And I don't care how great Aaron Rodgers is. If you're getting hit, your wide receivers are dropping open bombs to the, to the end zone, you can't overcome that. And, and, and Cobb and, and Aaron Rodgers said before the season started about the young guys, and until they start clicking and step up to the plate, I don't care how, how great Aaron Rodgers is, He's going. He, he's. We're all seeing that he's just but, like but everybody else. When he with, first came in and he took over the job, he inherited a group of great receivers. Yes, he did. Donald Driver, Greg, Greg Jennings, Jennings. Jordy, Nelson Jordy Nelson was young. James Jones, yep. uh, Jermichael Finley was playing well at he that had time. Weapons. Play with the Chargers, you play with the Bills. Bills Mafia, as you would say, you're going through a table. Is Von Miller the missing piece? After Thursday night's game, we all gonna say, yeah, but can he sustain this? And he, is he what they're missing to put him over the top? You, so you have, to, you have to see this, right? And this is what I say about any great pass rush, even at the tail end of your career. You, even if you're not consistent, can you make that big play? And that's all they need Von to do. If Von plays 20 snaps a game, if he goes out there and out of those 20 plays, he's disruptive for six, Two of those are sacks, and the other ones are, are, are forced balls. That's, you're putting the ball back in Josh Allen's hands again two times. Yeah. And so that's what you pay guys like that for. You can say the same. Like, Julius Peppers is one of my favorite players of all time. No one, as big as he was, athletic he was, J- JP will go out, Pep will go out and have an interception. And do, he would do something, and they'll talk about his motor and this and this. But he kept getting those big contracts because when the game was on the line, he'll go out and make that big play. That's the same thing about Vaughn. Yeah. Anytime you have a pass rusher like him and you go out and you're disruptive for those six out of 20-something plays you play, that's why you pay him the contract that he's being paid right now. End of story. And, 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 and again, when that game is on the line, they're going to take him out on first, second down, third and long situations. He's going to go out and create a big turnover, and he's going to get another big contract after this next year or two. Somewhere else, even if it's not with the Bills. Would you say Vaughn reminds you a little bit of DeMarcus? But DeMarcus just had them really long arms. DeMar- they, they have a, a different – see, DeMarcus didn't have the bend that Vaughn does. Vaughn can – Vaughn bend is more like um, Derek uh, from, from the KC. Derek Thomas? Derek Thomas. Yeah. If you're going to compare any two players, Derek Thomas and Vaughn Miller is extremely like – I think that DeMarcus is more like um, – he has more of a, a, a smaller Bruce Smith. He, like, yeah. he's, a, he's that strong. guy. That guy. But yeah. was, was Derek Thomas as fast as Vaughn? Yeah. DT, no, no, there was nobody in the history of the game that had a better bend off the edge than, than Derek Thomas. Vaughn Miller's next. Rest in peace. Now, did you see what Brian Dable did? They, they're 21 to 20. They scored a touchdown. He goes to the defense and says, I'm going to go for two. Y'all with that. If you're a defensive player, how do you take that now? The defense, early in the game, Tennessee's pretty much having their way. Right. They hold them to seven points in the second half. 
But I just thought that was odd that Dable would go to the defense right. and say, I'm going to go for two. Are y'all cool with that? Like, I need y'all to hold them. Play to win the game. So if you guys are both defensive players, Play how would you guys take that? I, I love that. And so last year when Brandon Staley was getting so much slack about going for it, right, he's a defensive coach. He's a defensive-minded guy. And he feels like the defense can step up and get the ball back for him and get off the field. I'd much rather a coach do that and say, look, he checked, he talked to us about it. Now we got to go up and hold out our end of the deal. Yeah. Then go out and not go for it. And then we're sitting back like, damn, you don't believe in us? Yeah. You, don't, you don't think that we can? And so I can appreciate a coach going out and doing that more than anything else because last year, Chargers wouldn't probably won three or four games if they didn't go for it. They just wouldn't have. But see, Staley is it's weird. He's a defensive coach, but he's an ex-quarterback. Right. So he looks at like he he looks at the game. And I went out to a Cowboys Charger practice and just he I don't even think he spent any time with the offense. I didn't see him over there with the offense. When the last time you've been to a Chargers practice? I was at training camp last month. How tall is JC Jackson, you think? 5'10", 5'11". Okay. Bro, he's 5'9 right, on the sheet. Just, I'm just checking. He, he just thinks checking. the man's 6'1". Like, you're like, why am I asking what? that? I, all right. Y'all got to bet. You tell me it's 5'9". I was like, no, nah, he's 5'11". He is. He's short. It's anything under 6 foot. He's about the same so, size as Asante Samuel's dude. <laughs> you're like, where is this coming from? He, he's about, yeah, he's five, maybe like 5'10", 5'11". No, 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 not 5'11". No. He's about the same size as a 5'10". So I just wanted to ask you that. That's real quick. You're like, where is this coming He's not 5'9". Is he 6'1"? No, he's not 6'1". I said I he was 5'11", no, 16. No, you did, man. Let's go back to these text messages. You got to go back. I'm start flipping shit so, over on the hey, I just had to throw that in there. I just had to throw that in there because we had a little bit. I sent bet. the man the, the um, draft profile. He's 5'9", hey. 7. He went to Maryland. Yeah, You probably can get on the phone with somebody at Maryland. He to call. I text him. I text him. You know. He went to Riverside Community College. I mean, he man, had a nobody long, Nobody want to hear that shit, man. I'm just saying, man. J.C. Jackson, I Listen, hope you're 5'11". I'm going to give you part of this money that I win. You said you're 5'11", bro. So... We appreciate you coming on. Yep, appreciate it. Our first week live, airing it out, myself, Orlando Scandrick, Mr. Lights Out, Sean Merriman, Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Y'all go check it out. Follow him on Instagram. What's your handle? At Sean Merriman. Sign him up, baby. Sign him up. Hey, go look at Man, y'all go to his page right now and get signed up or don't get signed so, up, So man. when you say sign him up, you can have just random people come sign up? You got to go follow him on Instagram and not it if, makes not sense. If, not if you want that So smoke. if you want to get signed up, you got to nah. knock somebody out on Instagram. He going to sign them up. And if you get knocked out, <laughs> don't, don't sign them up. Sign him up. <laughs> man. So, yeah, man, we'll see y'all next week, man. Aaron and I appreciate y'all. Fubo. Fubo.